and welcome to the Peaceful Pastures podcast, finding peace in the pastures, spending 10 minutes each day with your shepherd. I am Pastor Daniel Lewig, and this podcast is brought to you by Christ Countryside Ministries, the regional ministries of St. John's Hill Point, Trinity Lime Ridge, and Bethlehem Richland Center. On day three, we put ourselves in the narrative. Part of the goal of studying the Gospels is to wrestle with the text. What would be going through your mind if you were watching the events in the text unfold? What would you be struggling with, amazed by, rejoicing in? What would you be trying to wrap your mind around? What about Jesus' words and actions would be standing out to you? As we study this text, put yourself in the narrative and see what stands out to you. But before we dive into the study, let us begin with prayer. Heavenly Father, sanctify us through your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. This is a unique portion of Scripture in the fact that we are studying the the fullest sermon uh, of, of Jesus that is recorded in Scripture. In these chapters, we look and see everything that Jesus says. So as we look at these words, we are doing a sermon study. And I suppose it helps to understand the key elements of a sermon. In each sermon, we have law and gospel. In each sermon, we have a theme or a focus. We have application. Well, what is the law? In catechism class, we often talk about the law SOS and the gospel SOS. The law shows our sin. The gospel shows our Savior. So as we look at this sermon, where do we see the law? At its most clearest, which part of the the law stands out to you? Where do you see your sin convicting you, where the law convicts you of your sin? Where do you see the law at its strongest point? And same with the gospel. There's a lot to unpack in what Jesus says here. And so I encourage you to go back and listen to these words again, read these words again, and look at this in in the same way, with the, the law lens and the gospel lens. What do you see Jesus saying in each of these illustrations and examples. Jesus begins with an introduction, looking at those beatitudes, the eight beatitudes that he lists here, the eight blessings. In this particular sermon, as we try to understand Jesus' theme and purpose, it's important to understand his audience. He is speaking to Christians. He is speaking to those who already believe in God. And so he is talking about the ways in which Christians are already blessed in what they have in God. What is to be our our Christian character? What is to already be how we live and the blessings that come from God as a result of that? There are many wonderful words and phrases of Jesus that are used as memory verses throughout this text. 
when we look at salt and light, when we look at the, the Lord's Prayer that is listed here, when we understand treasures, when we understand worry, when we heed the warning of the narrow gate, when we listen to Jesus' summary statement of the wise and foolish builders. And that's another thing to consider as we consider some of these well-known words. Again, it's important to put them in their context. The section of Scripture that focuses on the wise and foolish builders, that's the summary statement, that's the conclusion to what Jesus has been preaching about. How does that connect to the larger theme of everything Jesus is saying in this sermon. If we go back to salt and light, that is the first thing that Jesus says after the Beatitudes. How does that help us better understand those words in that context? Jesus continues afterwards by talking about himself and the law. And we see often in Scripture, in the first portions of the Gospels of people saying they were amazed by Jesus because he taught as one who had authority and not as the teachers of the law. Well, it would be easy for someone to think, as Jesus says, that someone's righteousness must surpass that of the Pharisees. It might be easy for someone's sinful nature to say, well, then the law has has no point then. The Pharisees tell us to do this, and they're wrong. Well, then maybe we don't need this at all. Jesus jumps out in front of that and says, don't think that at all. I did not come to destroy the law or abolish the law, but rather I came to fulfill it. The law is not negated with the Savior's coming. The law still stands. This is the requirement. This is the demand. And Jesus now walks through in this sermon of just how perfection is demanded in our keeping of the law. Keeping the law in outward appearance still leaves you condemned. Keeping the law without seeing your heart leaves you still condemned. You might be able to Eliminate the outward action and cut off your hand or pluck out your eyes. Jesus uses these examples to, to create the main point, to illustrate the main point. You can take care of those in the most extreme of examples, but you can't pluck out your heart. It's not just an action issue. It's a heart issue. Sin plagues our entire body and soul. And so his words loom large at the beginning here. Unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of God. These are strong words. These are strong illustrations and examples. Jesus tells us to build our life wisely with the righteousness that surpasses the Pharisees. Well, if that righteousness isn't the 
the Pharisees and that the righteousness cannot be ours. And not just the the actions, but, but our heart being sinful. Then how do we do what Jesus has demanded? How do we fulfill what the law has required if perfection is the standard? Well, that answer becomes easy when we consider Jesus. There is a lot in Jesus' words in just that phrase, I have not come to abolish the law, but I have come to fulfill it. That's not just a law statement. That's a gospel statement. What does it mean that Jesus has fulfilled the law or that Jesus came to fulfill the law? It means that he would meet that standard of perfection. It means that he would fulfill God's holy law. And as our Savior, that fulfillment of the law becomes ours. Because Jesus took on our punishment, the punishment that the law requires for all lawbreakers, for all sinners. Jesus took on that punishment on the cross. And when he said, it is finished, in that moment there we received his righteousness and perfection. We are assured of that, that God accepted that payment on Easter with the rolled away stone. This is what Jesus has given us. He has given us his righteousness, a righteousness that surpasses the Pharisees, a righteousness that we could never attain on our own. And so when we understand that, when we look at the second half of what Jesus says here, he tells us that we have a treasure. With his righteousness, we have a treasure that moth and rust will never destroy. We don't have to worry. We don't have to question his care or his love. But we have a solid foundation. We know where the narrow gate is. We know how to treat others and live our lives showing the same mercy that Jesus has given us. That is how we can be salt and light in this world. When we seek first his righteousness, when we put first things first, when we find the blessings that Jesus gives us by living out our Christian character and the Beatitudes at the beginning of this sermon, there we see and marvel at the blessings that God has given us. May we live out our calling that Jesus has given to us. May we reflect on this sermon and see the ways in which his law grabs us and shows our sin, but also how his gospel amazes us, that he has given us his righteousness, 
And now we can apply that in our lives by living out what he has done for us. Being rich in mercy because of the one who is merciful to us. This wraps up today's podcast. We invite you to join in next time and take the opportunity to share our podcast with someone in your life who could use some peace in the pastures. You can find our podcast on all major podcasting platforms. If you have any questions, feel free to contact us at Christ Countryside Wells, W-E-L-S, at yahoo.com. Our podcast is brought to you by Christ Countryside Ministries, the regional ministry of St. John's Hill Point, Trinity Lime Ridge, and Bethlehem Richland Center. Music used with permission from Koine, part of their soundtrack to Oh That the Lord Would Guide My Ways. You can find their music on iTunes and many other online musical stores. Scripture used in this podcast is from the Evangelical Heritage Version, used with permission from the Wartburg Project. This is Pastor Daniel Lewig wishing you God's richest blessings on your day.